1: hey this is angela freedom with my new single hidden wings available on apple music and spotify or click the link in the show notes
0: hello um it's the shaggy salami show and i'm shaggy salami um the shaggy salami show for those who are just listening in for the first time is a podcast show set in a virtual cafe it's about books and publishing and i hope at the end of today's episode you will discover a new book you know hopefully be motivated inspired or learn something new um i hope to i hope to i hope one of those will be the same for me as well Um, but definitely you'll discover a new book um you know in each episode of the show. Um, And that's about it. If this is your first time listening to the show, please do subscribe and share the show with everyone in your network. So without more ado, who have I got in the virtual cafe with me today?
1: Hello, I'm Elsa Buskow, and I'm an author of uh, seven books with the spirit content. And I would like to say a little bit about those books because um they are all based on the spiritual science of the Danish visionary and mystic martinus and martinus is unfortunately not very well known but his work is huge and it is the a most fantastic and amazing work and it so helps us understand the world And it is the most complete spiritual revelation ever disclosed to humankind. I mean, you can find answers to all the big questions and then some. And as I said, unfortunately, it's not very well known. And that's really the reason why I'm writing my books. It is to try to make his amazing work better known to people because it is so life-changing to realize the things that Martinus are revealing and let me also just say that the reason why Martinez was able to reveal what he does, and it is a complete world picture, comprising both the spiritual and the physical world, was that when he was 30, he had two very profound spiritual experiences, which meant that he um, his consciousness was expanded, so that he was able to see beyond the physical world and into the spiritual world where everything has its origin, and the the insight he reached via these two experiences meant that he had achieved cosmic consciousness. And when you have cosmic consciousness, you can answer all questions. Questions. I know it sounds it sounds really weird, but once you have read his work, which consists, as I said, of more than ten thousand pages you are not in doubt that this is the answer to all, to all the, the questions that we, we are ever going to have. And it is so huge and life transform, transforming that I, I, my enthusiasm about it, is, has, has no, there's no end to it, because I am, I'm just the, huge, the hugest fan of, of, of this man's work. And as I said, I've written seven books, about aspects of his work and my first book was called death is an illusion it was published in 2002 and my latest book is called reincarnation in a nutshell while why reincarnation is real <clears throat> and it, this is the it is this last book that i would like us to talk most about because it is uh, the, the the most recent and i have uh, co-authored it with my good friend maria mcmahon so <clears throat> it's a joint venture And it explains why we simply do not only live once. It explains this this thing in a completely logical and non-religious way. It is is based on on fact, on evidence, and on logic. And once you have read it, it's only 120 pages. You will become convinced, I'm, I'm sure, that we do not only live once. And obviously, that will give you a whole new perspective perspective on life.
0: Yeah. Well, your book does sound interesting to me. I think where you gained my attention was when you said it's based on logic and it's not coming from a religious point of view. Because a lot of times, you know, I think people get quite emotional and use religion and don't face, you know, logic. Now, I'm a big believer in reincarnation. I actually also believe that people, um, you know, do get you know a uh, born again and you know m- before i had my daughter and this just let me just digress for a second before mm-hmm. i had my daughter like you know cuz i'm yoruba and in yoruba culture we say that so for instance think about father and child right an adult child when father dies and then adult child gives birth to a son we always say that father has come again and then if mm-hmm. mother dies an adult child has a daughter immediately after the death you'll be mother has come back again so in the Euro-bank culture you know they believe in reincarnation and a lot before i had my daughter i used to think oh it's just like old people's tales and just stuff people just say for the sake of it you know kind of like a way to honor their parents but then after I had my daughter and she's four now, and then the first time she did this, it was so scary, right? Because one day we were having a conversation about something totally random. And then she just goes to me, Oh, mommy, so you remember when I was when you were a baby and I was your mommy? And I'm like, What? It was like, I'm saying, what what is my three-year-old, four-year-old child saying to me when I when I was a baby and she was my mother? And so sometimes we're having this most random conversation and she just goes, oh, yes, you know, it's just like when you were a baby and I was your mommy. And I'm like, okay, okay, maybe there's actually some points in what these people do say about
1: reincarnation. Yes, it's so funny because <clears throat> there are several... Um, in the literature there are several examples of that that your mother comes back as your daughter and it's it's very funny and it is it's so interesting that when when the the the, the woman who has given child to her uh, given birth to the reincarnation of her mother she sees all the typical traits of her mother in her child and the the children are often very advanced in their in their development and they can read at a very early age they can they can sing songs they know the all the verses of a song that they have never heard and i mean it it is really very interesting but even even if it's not the same family i mean you can you can ask today you can ask any three-year-old and you can ask the the three-year-old who were you when you were big And they will be more than happy to tell you because they want to be recognized as the mature being they are and not just the child. And I mean, I'm not kidding here. And and this is no exaggeration. We reincarnate. All living beings reincarnate. And that is the way that life is sort of blown into the physical plane. It is via reincarnation. It has just not been known until now. and, And now is the time that... It, now is the time to realize that the one life theory is only that a theory that has never been proved and it is not how things are we do not only live one life we live a whole number of lives and if we didn't how would we be able to to develop how would we evolve if we only had one life it would all be meaningless i mean mm-hmm. where would the logic be where would the love be where, where would the, um, the the, the, the where would how, how would things fit if we only lived one life? It is really an absurd theory, the one life theory, and it is really just based in ignorance. And we, I'll tell you what what the ignorance consists of. The ignorance consists of believing that we are identical to our physical body. Our mm. physical body is not who we are. Who we are is the spirit. Or the aura, or the or the um, the the eye, the, the the, our eye, or our consciousness. In our consciousness, we have our eye, and everything that we are, everything we are, is 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 um, saved in the in the in the in the our energy field, the energy field of our aura or our consciousness. And this energy field is who we really are. And when the physical body becomes useless through injury or old age, we pull our spirit body out of the physical body. And then the physical body starts to dissolve because it was the spirit body that held it together. But the spirit is equally alive, whether it is connected to a physical body or not. And the spirit will then be attracted to a wavelength in the spiritual world. It will go there. And it will have a good long rest until it is time for it to come back to the physical plane and, and uh, reassume its development here. So, I mean, every time a new child is born, that is not the tabula rasa that we have been told that it was. This is a mature being who has come back to the physical plane to continue its development because we are all on a very, very long and eternal journey, really. And this journey is all about, at the moment, it's all about becoming real human beings, becoming more humanitarian, becoming more moral, becoming better, more friendly, stop killing, stop uh, uh, stealing, bloat, uh, boasting, stop all the bad things and, and become a good person. And that is where, where where we are going. So it is really a very long journey we are on. And I think it's really exciting. And I feel it is... Such a pity that, that so many people are afraid to die because there's really nothing to be afraid of. We have all died millions of times and here we are still alive because the death that most people fear, it simply does not exist. Yeah,
0: yeah. That actually does make a lot of, uh, you know, logical sense. So, um,
1: so what, your latest book, remind me, what did you say the title was again? Reincarnation in a Nutshell. Why reincarnation is real? Um, My friend and I have started a series of nutshell books, and this is the first where we take one aspect or maybe a few aspects out of the Martinez material and try to uh, present it in the most straightforward way. And that's why the the book is only 120 pages because we don't want to make it into a long, complicated story. It just states the facts and the evidence and then of course you can make up your own mind but when you have read it i don't think a lot of people will be in doubt that this is how this is how it is because it is it makes so much sense it is totally logical and it has nothing to do with a belief or or religion or anything it's not a belief it's simply looking at things from a new angle
0: yeah yeah no that makes that makes a lot of sense um how did you publish it did you
1: guys self publish it or did you go with a publisher no, I self-published. I mean, my first book, Death is an Illusion, was published by Paragon House. But then, and that was back in 2002, and then my next book, um, they didn't want to publish it for some reason. And then I thought, well, I'll publish it myself. And that was just at the time when Amazon had um, had started the Create CreateSpace. Um, now it has been, now it's called Kindle, but uh, Space and Kindle have been, have been uh, put together. But uh, from that time on, I have, re- I have self-published all my books because it is so easy. You upload your manuscript one day and the next day or the ne- day after, your book is out on Amazon. It doesn't cost you anything. All it costs you is the effort of marketing. But the yeah. effort of marketing you were going to have anyway because even though you have a publisher, the publisher will, will ask you what's your marketing plan because yeah. marketing today is so complicated. It is a jungle and you have to do a lot and you have to be knowledgeable about what you're doing and you have to spend money marketing also. So I think today I can't see what the point is of having a publisher when you can do it so easily on your own. You don't have to wait for rejections. You don't have to wait for anything. As soon as you feel that your manuscript is ready, you can upload it and there, and there you go. So I think that's a huge, huge, huge possibility and opportunity for all of us who, who have something to say, and are not keen on waiting on other people to accept it or not.
0: So, yeah. so that's
1: what I have done. Yeah.
0: Okay. You know, very. That's that's quite um, interesting. So, what I mean, I know your work was based on Martinez's work. How did you find out about Martinez in the
1: first place? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I've been an atheist for really many years. I was an atheist until I, in my mid forties. I encountered, and I, well, people say that was by chance, but now I know that there are no chance uh, happenings. I I found, um, I've been a searching soul, even though I was an atheist, I was looking for answers to life's big questions like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? What's the meaning of life and all that? And then one day I opened a box of books and there on top of that box was a book that was telling about material and i picked up that book and it my intuition told me immediately that this is where my search ended so i read the, uh, the the bit about martinez that was in this book and then i i bought all his 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 own work which consists as i said of ten thousand pages it's not all not all of it is in books some of it is a lot of it is actually in articles but Anyway, I started reading it, and his main work is called The Book of Life, Livetsbo in Danish, and it's seven volumes and 3,000 pages. And I was over the moon. I mean, I have no words for how over the moon I was when I had read it, because here it all was. All the answers to all the questions I had ever asked, and then a whole lot more. And when I had read it, I said to myself, whoa, this is fantastic, I have to tell somebody about it. And because I had uh, studied English at university, and had a degree, and I thought I would write it in English because uh, I am Danish, so I can read his work in its original language. Because I thought the Danes, they can just read his own work, but as it hasn't all been uh, translated into English, I thought I would write an introduction to what it's about. And that became my first book, as I said, Death is an Illusion, a logical explanation based on Martinus' worldview. And um, after that, I, I, wrote, I have written six other books, all about aspects because and then there's so much to write about. I don't think I will I will finish in this life because every time I have written a book, I get new inspiration. I just have to pick up a, a, any work by Martinez, an, an article, a book, and as and and read a, a few paragraphs, and then I'm inspired to write a, another book. So it's just amazing. I mean, I cannot exaggerate the importance of this work. And of course, because it was written in Danish and Martinez lived from, 19, no, from 1890 to 1981, it's only uh, 37 years ago that he died. So it's all very recent. And uh, translators are hard at work translating his work. I'm one of them. I translate his work into Spanish because I also have a degree in Spanish. Okay. And we are working as hard as we can to translate it into the major languages of the planet so that it can spread and it can become better known. It is, at the moment, the world's best kept secret. And um, it is really a pity because if only people knew the enormity of what Martínez reveals, they would be rushing for it. I I, I really, I cannot exaggerate how important and how interesting and amazing it is. So, So, yeah.
0: Okay. Would you liken um Martinez to just sort of because like you said, you know, not a lot of people would know who he is. So, you know, to put to make people have see context or have context of the kind of work that he does. Like one of the, the person that comes to mind, and I've, I know I've not read his work at all, and I've only heard the name before is Confu, is
1: it Confucus? Confu- Confucius? Yeah. I- yeah. But, but actually I don't know the, I know, I know the, the name of course, but I haven't really read his work. And the thing is that the Martinez's work is written for the modern person who is living today in a modern society with a scientific outlook and i know that all the previous um i mean big spiritual revelations they were they all came to us so many years ago that they will not necessarily appeal to modern people alive today but that is what the martinez's work does because it a prerequisite to understand and read his work is that you have some insight into um scientific thinking the way science works and um and and this his martinus's work only appeals to our intellects it does not appeal to our feelings as all previous um revelations from the spiritual plane did they were all meant to to appeal to our feelings like for instance what what jesus revealed he could not appeal to our intellect because people at the time for 2000 years ago, they had not developed their intellects to a point where he could explain things in, in plain words, the way they were. So he had to use parables and, 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 and like, you know, write it, tell it in, 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 in ways that would appeal to people's uh, feelings. But that is not the case in the Martinus in Martinez's case, Martinus's work appeals to our intellects and I have never ever read anything that appealed to my intellect the way the Martinus work does and um, that, that's all I can say. For me, it was, it was a complete revelation. Having said that, of course, it is also clear that not everybody is, is ready to hear what he's saying because a lot of people, they are still have their feet in the, in the traditional religions and that is very fine, excuse me. Because Martinus clearly says that people who are happy with their belief system, who are happy where they are, they should definitely stay there until they are not, not lo- no longer happy with it. The Martinus material has been written for those who are not happy, who are, are looking for answers, like the atheists or, or those who are spiritually bankrupt. Those are the ones that the Martinus material has been written for because those who are well do not need a, a doctor, as as it says in in the Bible. But those who are unwell need a doctor, and those who are unwell, of course, are not, not not understood um, literally. Are those that the Martinez material has been written for? But it is also clear that the group that group is growing every day because look at the way the the churches are getting emptier and emptier, and that is because what the churches can offer, what the traditional religions can offer, does not make sense to people who are looking for logical answers. I mean, there's so many unlo- unlogical, unlogical things in the religions, and you are just told you have to believe in this because that is how it is. Mm-hmm. And when you reach a point when you can no longer believe, and your, your ability to believe is connected to your, the, the energy of instinct, and when, as your energy of instinct is decreasing, at the expense of your energy of intelligence, you, are, you will reach a point when the religions have no longer have an appeal to you. And then it, that is when you become an atheist. And as I said, an athe- atheism is really just a very logical and a very normal step on your way to becoming um, a more a, a searching soul, a searching soul for real logical answers to the mystery of life. Yeah. And that is what Martinez uh, offers. Well, it does sound
0: quite, you know, interesting. So, are you able to share some of the things that Martinez said with regards to reincarnation?
1: Oh, yes. Absolutely. Of course, he said that I mean, we we all we <laughs> our Who we really are is not our body, but our spirit, and the spirit holds all the information about the person we are, and it holds this information in the shape of electromagnetic radiation, or as Martinus calls it, ray-formed matter. This is a type of matter that is invisible, but we all know that invisible matter exists. Everybody knows that today because we use it every day when we talk on our mobile phones or watch television or hear, listen to the radio or roam on the internet. So we know that there's something that is invisible and it is a, it present in our, in our homes, in everywhere really. And uh, it is this type of matter that is what our spirit consists of. And this spirit um, is the constant of the of the physical body it is the the constant of the body because we all know that our physical the, the our physical body the, the cells of our physical body they have a, an average lifetime lifespan of about three months and then they are they die and are replaced by new and after a year all our physical matter has been replaced so after a year we actually have a completely new physical body. But we're still the same person. And as everything has been replaced, also the brain cells, so where's the constant? And the constant is in our spirit. It's in our consciousness. And that consciousness holds all the information about who we are. So we do not only reincarnate between lives, we reincarnate on a daily basis into the ever-changing physical matter of our body. So when we look at, at three different pictures of a person, let's say we look at him at when he was 11, and then 30, and then 50, we are looking at three completely different bodies. They do not have one single cell in common. But still, we are looking at, at pictures of the same person. And that is because even in one lifetime, we reincarnate into the constantly changing physical matter of the body, as I just said. So that is one point that we, there's nothing strange in it, it we, we do it all the time reincarnation is totally normal and common but also when we pull out of the physical body at death and and why do we have to die when we are eternal beings we do because the physical body gets worn and it also it, it's also important that when that we have to change the the one physical body to another physical body that which fits our mentality more because it's always mind over matter and when we during a lifetime have evolved mentally humanitarily uh, ethically morally we have to have a body after we have, have lived a whole life in one body we have to have a new body that corresponds to our new mentality. So the next body we will have will be more beautiful, it will be mild, it will be finer, it will be more pretty because we are outgrowing the coarse animal traits. I mean, we cannot imagine a modern man living in the body of a Neanderthal, can we? Because the Neanderthal's body corresponded to his mentality at the time, but today we have a much a very different mentality and our body will have to reflect that mentality that's one reason why we have to exchange uh, bodies up between lives so so that the body we have is a reflection of our mental state but also a really important point is that we when we when we reincarnate into the into a, a new <laughs> into the uh, fertilized egg in the womb it is the incoming soul that has all the information about the embryogenesis i mean the egg and the cell, cell and the, the egg and the sperm cell they don't have a clue they cannot create a new body without all the information that comes from the consciousness or electrical energy field of the incoming soul because the incoming soul knows how to create a new body because it has done so millions of times before. The egg and the sperm cell, they don't know. And it is the incoming soul that orchestrates the, the creation of the body in the womb. It, it knows when to t- tell the cells to be, what, what cell, kind, cell type to become, when to create the liver, the heart, the, the, the kidneys, the, the digestive tract, uh, the brain and everything. Everything is orchestrated. Uh, by, by the incoming soul in the womb. So we have three, three, uh, three parties at, at the time of conception, the man, the woman, and the incoming soul. And without the, in, the incoming soul, there will be no conception. And at birth, the no, I should say that the incoming soul creates its new body in the womb completely in its own favor so that it will fit all the things that it has learned in previous lives and it will fit uh, its own likes and dislikes, its own tastes and tendencies, and it will be a fitting instrument for the karmic lessons it has come down to reap and learn from the next time around. So this what comes out when at birth is a seasoned being, it's an old soul now ready to continue, it's it's journey on the physical plane and when you look at your children and when you see what they can do and when you look at all the talents they have that do not correspond to your talents or to your husband's talents or to your parents talents then how do you explain those talents and those talents are there because they are something that the child have practiced and become really good at in former lives now look at YouTube and look at those children that play the piano. They are four and five. They play the piano like virtuosos. And they are, because this is what they have learned in former lives. They have, were already a very, very good at playing the piano when they when they reincarnated. And Martino says that it takes three to four incarnations of daily practice to reach the level of of. Um, of virtuosity, virtuosity that those children can can demonstrate. So I mean, believing that we only live once is it's so far it's so far out. And I mean, we all have talents. Everybody has talents that do not correspond with those of their, the of the parents. And how do we explain that if we cannot account for a place where those talents can have been developed? Because we know there's only one way to become good at things and that is to practice if we don't practice we don't become good at anything so i mean we have the evidence for reincarnation we have it everywhere if only we will look at it and i mean our book reincarnation in a nutshell lists all this evidence and also it it, it explains um, how it how it how reincarnation takes place it explains the logic and it also explains the the huge master plan the, the the enormous journey that we are on. So, I mean, on 120 pages, you will have a really good insight into what this life is about. It really also reveals the mystery of life, because it tells you why we are here, what is the meaning of life, and uh, what can we do to help ourselves also. Because we can do a lot if when we realize that we are on an eternal journey, and when we realize what this journey is about, we can start practicing becoming better humans.
0: Yeah. No, that sounds truly amazing. Um, wow. Um, I know your book really sounds like because you know, whilst you were talking, I was just I just kept looking back and sort of reflecting on, you know, my culture and you know, being Yoruba and all the things that you know they say about, you know, reincarnation and also using my personal, you know. Logic and personal beliefs about reincarnation, and not just what I've experienced with my daughter, but you know, it definitely does make a lot of sense because you know, it's like, well, why would a child just be born and you know, be really good at something if they've never actually done it
1: before? Yes, exactly, it makes, exactly. It makes, it makes sense, and you know, you know, Sigilola, we are only just starting at, to look at, at, at life in this perspective, but in a hundred years, nobody is going to doubt this nobody will doubt that that we are not we don't a, a only live one life nobody will doubt that we we are here on the journey and we come back again and again and each time we are here we we evolve we become better at so many things it's all a question of reaping of experiences and all these experiences that we that we learn from they are stored in what martinus calls the fate element which is like a microchip a memory stick that we Take with us from life to life, so none of what we, have, none of the things that we have learned, none of the things that we have become good at, are lost. So it's all an accumulation of wisdom, and that, and the more wisdom we are reaping, the, the, the wiser we will become, not only in this life but in the next life, because we take the whole bundle with us, and we and we continue our journey from exactly the point where it stopped the last time we died so like we have we have packed a suitcase and we take the whole suitcase with it and we open it and continue our journey when we reincarnate and uh, i mean it's it it makes so much sense and and it is really an amazing journey and i cannot tell you i mean what, the the way i look at life it 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 makes me so happy i'm probably the happiest person alive because once you realize that you cannot die that that, that you are an eternal being that you're moving forward for each life you live and I mean, what is there to worry about? What is there to be sad about? It is just a question of looking at things from a new perspective, looking at things in the bigger picture. And can I just say that I have my website called newspiritualscience.com. And there you can see all my books and you can read a lot of my blogs. I have more than 40 blog posts, all about, all answering uh, big, <laughs> some of the big questions and I have lots of free material and, and videos and audios and podcasts. So there's a lot of free material there where you can become acquainted with the, my work and the work of Martinez. You can also go to the Martinez website, martinus.dk, where you can read his work online in 20 plus languages. Um, it is not all published yet in, in all languages, but it, as I said, we are, we're working, we're working hard on it. So so this is what I really want you to take away from, from my talk is to realize that you are not identical to your physical body, that you are a spiritual being at the moment having a physical experience, but the physical body is not who you are. And also to realize that death is an illusion. The death that so many people are afraid of does absolutely not exist. And being afraid of something that is not, does not exist is really a futile. To worry about. There's absolutely nothing to worry about. Dying is a fantastic and wonderful experience. And I'm not saying that because I can remember my past past deaths, but I'm saying that because I have read hundreds of accounts from, from near death experiences who have actually died and come back to tell about it. And everybody said, what an absolutely amazing experience it was. So why go around worrying about things that do not exist? And I mean, uh, that's, that's what I'm trying to, to convey to people. See the bigger picture, see things from a new angle and drop the mainstream narrative about we only live once and uh, it, it's all governed by chance and we're, the, the world is, is is going down the drain and we're all doomed. No, we're not. Look at the bigger picture and realize that we are eternal beings on an everlasting journey through spiritual and physical realms in a universe where the basic tone is love. I know that there's a lot of of suffering going on, but because we have light, we also have to have have darkness. So Martinez says that we have the pleasant good, which is the light, and we have the unpleasant good, which is the darkness and the suffering. Because we cannot have one without the other because we have to have contrast. If we don't have contrast, we cannot renew our ability to perceive. And this is all explained both in Death is an Illusion and also in the, uh, my latest uh, Reincarnation in Brazil. So, So, <laughs> yeah, there's enough to look at. No, no, no. I, I totally
0: agree with you because literally all a lot of what you're saying is stuff that has actually crossed my mind at some point. Um, more because I do, and by all means, please do not take this as an attack on anyone. And this is just sort of something a lot of Christians that I know, and I say Christians because a lot of people that I know are Christians, um, they like I think I've read this somewhere where people want to make heaven, quote-unquote, but no one wants to die, (laughs) right? Well, you know, and it's kind of like, well, if you want to make heaven, then you have to die for you to be able to make heaven, right? But, you know, it's quite interesting, though, because I do remember thinking to myself that in the, historically, in Yoruba culture, there isn't anything about death um, as, as being final, But there is a lot of talk about reincarnation and people returning back to wherever their spirits came from um, Mm. a lot of time. And I was thinking to myself, and it was only recently I was having that conversation with myself that, you know what, it's actually possibly true though, because we're all energy, right? Energy can neither be created nor destroyed. Exactly. So if if we're energy, then, you know, the body is just flesh and meat and it dies and then the energy goes somewhere so in my mind i was asking myself where did that energy go or where does that energy go right that the energy is not just going to dissipate into nothingness because we say that energy is neither created nor destroyed so in my mind when the energy leaves the body it will go somewhere else
1: yeah i can tell you where it goes (laughs) oh good <laughs> our, our energy body or our soul vibrates on a specific wavelength because everything is vibration. And the law of attraction sees to it that it is attracted to a place in the spiritual world that has the same wavelength as itself. That is the law of attraction, you know, that, that wavelengths on similar, or energies on similar wavelengths attract each other, and energies on dissimilar wavelengths repel each other. So when we pass over, we are attracted to a place in the spiritual world, which in our case is actually in the in the aura of the earth, um, because we we belong to the earth at the moment, and we will we will pass on to a wavelength that corresponds to the most uh, predominant wavelength in our own mentality, in our own mind mindset. And if we are very interested in like say say studies and and wisdom, we will be attracted to a place where study and wisdom is. If we are very um, interested in terrorism and hatred and, and full of anger and pissed offness, we'll be attracted to a place where that uh, that kind of, of, of energy predominates. And, and so we are, there is a, an endless amount of places that we can go. And that is actually what Jesus refers to when he says, in my father's house, there are many mansions because there are as many places to go in the spiritual realm as there are ways of thinking as there are thought spheres so you will be attracted to a thought sphere in the spiritual world that corresponds to your own and if you are and you there you will have a a sort of paradise experience because all your bad things will be cleansed cleansed away from you and you will have a wonderful time in a five star uh, surrounding And like a wonderful rest until you are well rested and ready to say, okay, I'm ready now to go back and continue with my development. And I'm ready to reincarnate because we can only learn on the physical plane. The spiritual plane is a plane of rest where we can sort of have a a wonderful time and where we can like explore the spiritual world, but we cannot advance in our evolution. We have to go back to the physical plane to do so. So sooner or later, everybody will want to come back to uh, to, to get on with their development because otherwise their development will be halted. And that is in nobody's uh, nobody's interest. So that is why we will sooner or later after having rested uh, enough time, want to come back and continue. So So that is what happens. And we will then be attracted to parents, to love, a love-making couple, which again is on wavelength with our own mentality. Again, it's a law of attraction that sees to it who we are born to. We will be born to parents that have a certain similarity in their joint um, mentality as our own. And that is why we do as resemble our parents to some extent. we don't inherit anything from our parents as is as is the the mainstream belief we just we are attracted to parents that already have the same qualities uh, um, as as we have so that is how it works The, the law of attraction sees to all this it sees to where we go it sees to where we where we come when we come back the law of attraction is the most important natural world A natural law at work in the universe it regulates so many things that we are absolutely not aware of so the law of attraction is something that is worth studying as well that's for sure i've actually written a book called the art of attraction but which you can find again on my website um newspiritualscience.com
0: fabulous you know everything you said you know is, is like lots of food for thought and you know things to sort of research on and learn further um about but Unfortunately, we've come to that time of day where I'm going to have to say, um, speak to you later, Um, but it's definitely been, you know, an interesting um, conversation. Can you just remind us again, what is your website and are you on Twitter?
1: Yes, I'm on Twitter. I have a Facebook page called New Spiritual Science 101 and my my website is also called NewSpiritualScience.com.
0: Fabulous. Okay. Any final words of um, wisdom you would like to share before we call it a day?
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. It's all wonderful. It's all fantastic. Just see the bigger picture.
0: Fabulous. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the, um, you know, on the show today, Elsa. Um, and I hope we'll catch you again sometime in future.
1: Yeah, I will come. I will contact you again, Segi Lola. Well, my next book is out, which will called Fate and Karma" in a nutshell. It'll uh-huh. be out in about um, half a year or something. Oh,
0: fabulous! You know, the book sounds interesting already. I'm a big lover of karma. Like I think everybody gets what they deserve when they. Oh, absolutely. You know, There's so no so that's really,
1: no doubt about it.
0: <laughs> you know, i I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but yes, it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you. And ladies and gentlemen, um, please do consider checking out um, Elsa's book, you know, so just see, you know, to learn more about what she said, you know, at least to see if you would agree with it or disagree with it. And I'm sure she would be happy to get any reviews or comments from you, um, you know, with your own opinion of what you think um, of her book. So until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it is the Shagulala Salami Show. If this is your first time listening to the show, or if you've not done so already, please subscribe to the show. Please leave a review, and please tell everyone you know about the show. Thank you. Bye now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time.